Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network. Uh, we're here to review a new movie for the first time since Nope, and for the first time for Ben since Thor Love and Thunder, and for the first time for the DCEU in over a year, because uh, I think The Suicide Squad was the last one. We are here to finally talk about Black Adam, a movie about 15 years in the making for The Rock. Uh, and a movie three years, three and a half years behind Shazam, the movie that was supposed to set it up. And The Rock is Black Adam, and um, Aldous Hodge is Hawkman, and most importantly, Pierce Brosnan! Oh, what a man. Dr. Fate. Sorry, forgot about that bit. And we're going to do this, I guess, spoiler-free because the only spoiler uh, comes after the credits. And um, I don't know whether we'll even bother. We'll probably just talk about it anyways because everybody else has already spoiled it already. It was spoiled before I saw this movie and I saw it on opening day. Uh, but Black Adam, uh, we're here. And my name is Colin and I don't need a box for my lunch. And my name is Ben and my podcast hosting abilities are not a gift. They're a curse born out of a rage. And they are just a curse in general to anybody yes. who's listening. Yes, um, exactly. Both people are very uh, disappointed both of you. in them. Yes. And, and sadly, both of you are me and Ben yes. listening to this six months from now. Exactly. Uh, so but hey, we count. Say whatever you want. Because we count, We Colin. count. We count. And one of us will still somehow uh, get offended and cancel us. Yeah. Um, it'll happen. Uh, Black Adam, we've been waiting for this movie for a long time, a very, very long time. Um, I've been excited about this movie for so many reasons before Pierce Brosnan was even attached to it, mostly because I love Shazam. It's one of my favorite, uh, comics in, uh, all DC Marvel, anything else. And, uh, this is, I guess, supposed to be the new phase, the new start for DCU. And so many things are so different. Oh, it's, it's indistinguishable from the other phases that came before this, isn't it? Uh, especially with that post credit scene, but, uh, what are your thoughts? You saw this very recently within, I guess, the last 24 hours. Uh, everything's fresh. Yeah. You, you loved it. You hated it. Well, literally, I think 12 hours ago, I was sitting in a cinema seeing this. Um, and given that I think you saw it like a week ago and basically shit's been hectic for me in the last week or so. So I just haven't had a chance until now to see it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I better oh, go see that. Oh, he's got a job. I know. And I've moved to a different state again um, and all that kind of fun stuff. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was exciting. It was DC. Um, I I literally went into this not knowing any opinion of this. I think I, in making the graphic for this, saw the Rotten Tomato view and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. And I don't know if I got some sort of cue from you thinking that maybe you didn't like it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very bad at these things apparently. But um, 
no, I I really enjoyed it. And I think people probably listen to this go, oh, it's a DC movie. They're just going to like it no matter what. Um, well, there's a reason behind that because generally DC movies are good. And I will say I had no clue about the mid credit scene. I had seen Ooh, sort of lucky. news that I had shared with you, but I didn't actually like watch or read it. And then I saw like <laughs> The Rock sort of comment on it. And I like I just kind of thought to myself, oh, is that maybe something to do with the movie? I'm like, no, because this has been announced now, so clearly they wouldn't have filmed this for the movie, but clearly they did. So I lost my shit in the mid credit mm. scene. <laughs> I because like when it was happening, I'm like, oh my god, they're not, they're not. Like they just announced this this week. This, they didn't film this, and then I just like I literally grabbed my seat. And I'm like, <gasps> um, <laughs> but I'm jumping ahead. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I did have it. I I'd say ninety five percent certainty that that mid credit scene was going to happen because there'd been so much talk about it. Uh, but when you shared that, uh, I think it was like a day earlier, you told me, Oh, I'll probably see it next weekend. And then you shared that. And I was like, in the middle of replying, I'm like, so have you seen black Adam? Like, no, no, no. I, wonder why you I don't want to give that away. That message. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't reply at all. I'm like, oh, okay. Colin usually talks about those sort of things, but I okay, didn't say anything this time. All right. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. We, maybe we'll get into that. We'll just tell people cover your ears at the end because uh, that's really the only spoilery thing to talk about here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 with you to a certain extent. I, I think that this is a fun movie. I really don't have issues with it. It's something I'd gladly rewatch again. Uh, but I, I, th- I think it was pretty clear to me when I was watching this why it had, unlike a lot of other DC movies where critics just want to dump on it for the sake of dumping on it and there's really nothing wrong with the movie itself. With this one, I'm like, I can see why some people maybe have issues with that. I think one of the things I really like about this movie is one of the things that ultimately other people aren't going to like as much about it is that this is its own standalone superhero movie. It is a traditional superhero movie. This isn't about let's build some massive universe. Let's make the, the biggest, highest stakes movie ever. It's like, let's make a decent superhero. This would have fit in perfectly around the mid-2000s Spider-Man X-Men era of superhero movies. It would have been a million steps above, you know, the the uh, Daredevil movie, uh, but uh, wouldn't necessarily have been like Spider-Man or anything. Um, in the end, though, I'm going to say this is, it's probably going to be on the lower end of my DC rankings. Uh, I think the easiest way for me to kind of sum up Black Adam for me is that if you look at the last 12 months of superhero movies, I feel like Spider-Man No Way Home and the Batman are like so far at the top, they're untouchable. The Eternals and Thor Love and Thunder are like so far at the bottom. And this is pretty comfortably in there with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, it is, it's a decent movie, has some issues, but it's enjoyable overall. And it's hard to walk away hating this movie. And I think that the reviews, if the reviews are kind of like right there in the middle, I think it's kind of fair assessment of this uh, movie, Black Adam, because there are some issues with it, but there's also some things that really do work, especially if you're more interested in just a standalone superhero movie, even though it has connections to others, and you don't necessarily want this big universe-changing film like everybody expected Doctor Strange was going to be. I mean, I agree with you to an extent, but the thing that I would disagree on is I think that the majority of DCEU movies probably from Aquaman onwards have been this type of movie. I don't really think we've had this interconnected universe, and it's what we always talk about with DCEU movies since Justice League and obviously lumping in Zack Snyder's Justice League in there because if you think about it, I mean, Aquaman barely mentioned anything that came before it. Shazam barely mentioned anything with just a few references, kind of like what this movie does. Birds of Prey, okay, you had the references joke and that kind of moved on from it. Wonder Woman 84 kind of moved on from it. Suicide Squad kind of moved on from it. And like this itself, similar thing. I think that this is just what the DCEU is doing really well. And 
I know I've been higgledy-piggledy on that because I like things to be connected, but I think this is what stands out the crowd for me from the DCEU universe is you can watch any of these. You don't have to watch these in order and you can mm-hmm. just enjoy them by themselves like you're saying like those early 2000s movies. And I think that what this movie does, it actually has more connections in it than I actually thought it would. Um, you know, there's a returning character uh, who she's quite prominent in it, which I was like, oh, cool, she's back. Um, sort of the connections to Shazam are very obvious. Um, and obviously the mid-credit mid scene is very obvious too with the connections. So if anything, I think this has got more connections to previous movies than some of the last couple. But yeah, I, I if I was to rank them, I agree with you. Spider-Man, number one, easily. The Batman, yeah, probably number two. I think this is far superior than anything Marvel's put out besides Spider-Man in the last, you know, 18 months. I, I wasn't huge on Doctor Strange. I was higher on Thor than you were. Eternals, sure. Shang-Chi, sure. What else do we have? Black Widow, sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just maybe I'm wearing the DC fanboy hat still because I think this shit's all over anything Marvel put out besides Spider-Man in the last 18 months. And every time we do a review of a Marvel and DC, we seem like, we, yeah, just turn this into a war that like we're, we're, we're those people champion. This doesn't need to be a war. You don't need to compare every DC to Marvel and every Marvel DC. And then you can we like, you can like DC and still like Marvel. You can like Marvel and well, I don't yeah. know if Marvel people like DC, but like, yeah, no, exactly. It seems like everything's shifted now where Marvel people don't even like Marvel anymore, which is interesting. We kind of saw that coming, but uh, one of the things I think I want to, uh, um, uh, kind of touch on a bit is what you said about, yeah, it, it can be connected, but still sort of be its own thing. And without throwing too much fault on Marvel, I feel like this is very similar to the way that the MCU movies were maybe pre Avengers uh, or even uh, post Avengers, you know, the first couple, they were still their own movies. And then it just sort of uh, probably around the civil war time, it became everything needs to be connected. And I feel like everything civil war was a lot more similar to this. Yeah. There's connections. I think one of the things that I, maybe struggle with and this is probably more as a fan of the comics and not necessarily just critiquing this as a movie is my expectations of okay how are you going to pull off a black adam movie because i mean I, i was skeptical about how they were going to make black adam its own movie while also saving this for the ultimate okay you're going to need a shazam versus black adam later on and you maybe not knowing the comics wouldn't bother you as much and really they do follow it. I mean, there's been lots of variations of black Adam over the years and they kind of borrow from different versions. And this is probably closer to maybe the last 10 or 15 years of where black Adam is sort of introduced as its own character, its own anti-hero and it will cross over with Shazam, but it's not like it's going to be ultimately the villain. And maybe the thing that I really hoped we would get is from something that was a little bit older in the comics where black Adam was the villain. And then, from him being the villain in the Shazam movie, you could spin him off and make him more of an anti-hero. And I think I, I also expected that this movie would have covered the timeline a little bit more, where maybe we didn't have to have this take place in present day post-Justice League DCU. Or sorry, now they're just DCU. They rebranded this past week. Very important change. Thought, We're dropping the E. But wasn't that the thing, like when they first did this, they deliberately were like we're not the dcu like that was what they steered away from so now they're going back to that because i remember that being controversial it's, at the time when they made an e in there yeah it, i it's it's all irrelevant i mean you're you're building a universe what are you gonna call it the dceu the dcu i just think they didn't uh, want but, it to be the mcu so they didn't want to be the dcu maybe i don't know yeah exactly but uh but yeah like i i, I sort of thought this movie would obviously cover the backstory thousands of years ago, 
and that this might be placed maybe pre-Man of Steel even or or maybe post-Man of Steel pre-Justice League so that you could allow for more of these crossover movies because, I mean, you're going to have Black Adam in uh, Shazam at some point. You're going to have them battling. You're obviously going to have Black Adam and other villains as the post-credits set up or other heroes set up. But it by the time the movie was over, it didn't bother me as much because they really did stick to this thing. It was like Black Adam is the hero for his country and it's going to sort of be centered on just this one country and whatever crossovers we get later will kind of be their own thing. So while throughout the movie, I was sort of thinking, Oh, I really wish that they would, you know, maybe develop this in a way where we could have black Adam come in to something else more. I'm thinking, okay, any future black Adam movies are going to be its own thing. And he's stuck where he is, whether by choice or, you know, by order, he's stuck where he is. And you can build towards something bigger later down the road. I think you're going on the point that I yeah don't know the comics. It's, I mean, it's always fun when you watch these sort of movies and I know, say, the Marvel people from the movies and then all of a sudden you watch a movie like this and you're like, oh, that's kind of like DC's version of that superhero <laughs> or like that version because there's characters in this movie. I'm like, didn't even know that was a DC thing, but apparently there's a DC Falcon. Uh, all right. Um, you know, there's a DC Ant-Man. Okay, cool. All right. Um, but I think what kind of, you know, I, I liked about this and what you're saying there is, yeah, it's sort of, it's, it's its own sort of character in its country, you know, and it's kind of, it's a mm-hmm. bit Wakanda. It's a bit kind of that style of thing. But I think what they do well with this movie is that, you know, with any of these movies where there's team ups and that sort of stuff, you always question, well, where is Superman? Where is Batman? Why aren't they helping out? They, they do make this very regional. I think in the fact that mm-hmm. you've even got a section in this movie where they kind of are questioning why the, they're not the Justice League, what are they? The Justice Dep- Justice Society. Justice Society. Like, you know, like, well, where have you been in this? You know, I kind of like how they kind of go out of the way to do that. So, um, and yeah, I think kind of like with things like backstory and that, I mean, if we're going to say anything that's weak about the DCEU, it is backstory and sort of, you know, movies that are standalone backstory movies. We don't have a lot of them, do we, in the DCEU? Because, I yeah. mean... We, we talked about that back in Justice League, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, we didn't have obviously the Aquaman by then, didn't have Flash, didn't have Cyborg, you know, they just kind of, they shoehorn them in quickly. Um, and then since then, what have we had? Aquaman, uh, we're getting Flash next year, maybe if Ezra is not like, you know, in a cell somewhere. Um, <laughs> and which apparently like 20 odd years in prison he's looking at. Good for him. Um, <laughs> good, for him. Good, good for the human race. <laughs> good for him. Um, so I think kind of like I don't really go into these movies with a huge expectation that we're going to get. And I think we get enough. That's, you know, like uh, you get the kind of stuff at the beginning. This is. Point A, point B, this is why he is. Uh, it's kind of like Shazam in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of went there. And I think the thing that I like about this is that The Rock, sorry, Dwayne Johnson, we don't call him The Rock anymore. Like he's um, he's fought with this for like 15 odd years, hasn't he? So yeah. like, you know, it's it's not just like he just got casters in doing this. So I don't know my point of where I'm going with this, but like, yeah, I just, it's, it's a movie that just, yeah, there's, I'm not saying this is a perfect movie, if I was to rank the DCEU movies, it's probably solidly, solidly in the middle, but it's, you know, enjoyable. And I think, I don't know, I just weirdly went into this today, not like almost expecting to be disappointed because I just, I just had this weird vibe mm. that this was getting bad reviews or that you didn't like it. I don't know. Like I just, I went into this just going like, oh, I think this is going to be bad. And when I left, I'm like, no, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that, that's where expectations definitely matter. Because I think had we gone into this thinking this is going to be the greatest movie ever, uh, then maybe we would have been more disappointed. And I, I kind of saw a lot of the reviews too, but I, I was obviously taking it with a grain of salt because we can go through tons of these DC movies where there's nothing wrong with them at all. And yet critics are dumping on it like it's the worst film ever made just because it's almost like Marvel has this this spell or the stranglehold over the media mm. where they have to praise everything. Like uh, She-Hulk is the most brilliant show ever, apparently, uh, when obviously there's some flaws with that. I watched the finale, so bring on the uh, oh, the overdue we'll, Patreon episode. <laughs> it'll, it'll be coming on Patreon. Uh, but uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about The Rock because this is where I feel like it's difficult in this movie and I don't fault the movie for some of the flaws with it because it is difficult to pull off an anti-hero. You know, Punisher is obviously the biggest example of what an anti-hero is, but Punisher started out as a villain that was just secondary and nobody cared about him. And then they sort of developed his own thing. Whereas something like Black Adam is very different. You know, Black Adam is a character that's been around for 80 years now, very well known. I mean, the ultimate villain of Shazam. And then, over the decades, they sort of made it more heroic, but it's very difficult to pull off in a movie, a character like this, where, okay, he's doing something heroic, but he's also very sketchy and very scary. And you can see how he's a villain. This is, I'd say the finest line any Marvel or DC movies ever had in, is this character a hero or are they a villain? And I don't want to knock the rock. I mean, I love the rock, but I love Dwayne Johnson, but, uh, I don't know if he quite really even put his finger on how you play a character like this. Cause it is tricky and it's, it's really through no fault of his or no, no fault of the movie. It is a very difficult thing. It's one thing to pull something like this off in a comic. It's something completely different to pull it off in a movie because they want to reserve him to ultimately be somebody's villain down the road, you know, whether it's Shazam and you could have gone so many directions with this. You could have introduced him as a villain and then built towards him being a hero, which is maybe what I would have rather them done. Or you could have made him flat out hero and then question him later on. Um, and it's more the uncertainty of, okay, so how are you going to do this now? How are you going to make him? And I also kind of have this thing. I just figured it out. And this kind of ties into Black Adam's villain they have this time, which is maybe a minor complaint I have about just comic villains all around. Uh Marvel and DC both have their own issues with villains. I feel like Marvel's issue is that every villain has to be redeemable in the end. That was one of my biggest problems with Thor, Love and Thunder, is that you had maybe the most sinister villain that Marvel has had in who knows how long, but you got it through that scene in the end where it's like, oh, but they're not really all that bad. Like, not every villain needs to have some redeeming arc. Sometimes you can just have a villain, and that's what made Spider-Man No Way Home so great is that you had at least one of those villains that in the end it's like, no, we're not going to redeem them. There's no hope. <laughs> they're They're gone. Uh, and with DC, the issue is more, they always want to go for that surprise of the villain, you know, which is crazy because you have so many iconic villains that you could use, but instead you get these movies where you're two thirds of the way through and then all of a sudden, oh, so they're going to be the villain. Okay. But because you're always going for that surprise of, oh, look who that villain is. You don't really get the proper buildup. So, I mean, this movie also kind of suffers from who is the villain, which again, are their hands tied a little bit because are, are you supposed to be spending most of the movie thinking, well, Black Adam is the villain? Yeah, that's a good point because I mean, again, not knowing the comics, I don't really know what Black Adam is. And I guess is the rock just too likable to not. Yeah. To that, be, I think to that's like, one of the problems. I know he was the Scorpion King and what the mummy returns, but then he got his own spinoff. Didn't he? And wasn't he the good guy in that Where movie? He, he was a good uh, guy. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Can the rock ever 
play the villain, even back in the days of wrestling when he was the villain, when I used to watch him, when he was what, Rocky Mavia or whatever his name was, mm. still liked him. You know, like it's yeah. just, that's just the thing. I think he's just too likable. And I think, yeah, I I had this with, and this isn't a spoiler. Is it a spoiler? Skip forward five seconds from now. I just kept thinking Pierce Brosnan was turning evil in this movie. Like I just, <laughs> I just thought he was evil. I just, that's what I thought. And he didn't spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So like that, I don't know if I was disappointed with that, but I was just kind of like, I just, for the entire movie was like Brosnan's evil clearly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, Cause like the thing that was a bit confusing about this was that he comes in, he does what he does. That's meant to be evil. But then he's like siding with the woman and a brother and the son. And then you've got the justice, Department, missionary, whatever they're called, coming in. <laughs> the Justice Department. <laughs> <laughs> Always, you know, very popular in superhero books. And they sort of rock up. And then I'm like, are we meant to think these guys are evil because of mm-hmm. Amanda Waller being in? Like, it was like it was this thing. And I was like, that's where it was confusing. And then the villain, like, oh, okay, that's the villain. Cool. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I at no point am I watching this movie thinking The Rock is evil. So like, that's where I maybe, because mm-hmm. I haven't read the comic book, that it, it means nothing to me. And I just don't know if it just comes like I'm the rock's great in this movie. He's really good. Um, but like, I just think he's just too likable to play a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie does want him at times to be more of a villain, more of a bad guy, where at least the audience or the other characters are questioning, okay, can we trust this guy or not? And I don't feel like he ever really gets all the way there. Another small criticism, the rock, let's just, say accents clearly not his thing because he does not even attempt it in this movie not for one second uh i don't tom cruise got so much criticism um for uh was that movie was playing the the irish character uh far far and home far and away far far away far and away i think yeah he got so much criticism for his accent that when he he did that movie about the nazis trying to assassinate hitler uh valkyrie Mm. he didn't even attempt one but that movie kind of made that the thing where Everybody's using their own accent. Kenneth Branagh is clearly British and he's not attempting a German accent. Tom Cruise, clearly American, not attempting a German accent. Let's just pretend for the sake of the movie that this is being translated. I think they did that for um, Chernobyl. Everyone complained about why why are all, you know, these Ukrainian scientists with British accents. And I think the creators (laughs) of that basically came out and said, like, look, you know, we realize this, but at the end of the day, it's being translated. They're all speaking Ukrainian, just pretend. (laughs) Yeah, and and that really does kind of make sense if you're watching a movie where they're speaking. Have a bigger problem with the fact they're speaking English when they're supposed to be Ukrainian or you know uh, Egyptian or whatever else. I think one of the problems with this movie though that makes The Rock look even less competent as an actor is that the other actors in this movie are all attempting accents. Now the other actors fail miserably, <laughs> particularly the kid. That kid's accent is like all over the place. Uh, so credit to the rock movie for not trying an accent in this movie. Uh, but uh, just some of the other characters in this movie, I-, I think it was a smart idea to build out a giant roster because it is going to be very hard to make a black Adam movie. The is he a hero? Is he a villain? And, you can't really do much with him because even as a hero, he's still supposed to be like, Ooh, this guy's scary. Uh, so by having all these other characters in it, like Dr. Fate, Lock, like Hawkman, y- you uh, allow the movie to not have to go too deep into black Adam for the, the story development. And really Dr. Fate gets the biggest arc in this movie um, with Hawkman. I'm, Hawkman is probably again in my top, like if I'm looking at my top five DC uh, villain or not villain, sorry, DC characters, Hawkman's up there for me with Superman and Shazam and Batman. I mean, I love Hawkman, the comics, and they really give no backstory at all. But but 
it's it's so smart to actually include Hawkman in this movie because his backstory is very similar to Black Adam. This movie gets into none of that at all. Um, whereas with Pierce Brosnan, with limited screen time, it's not like he's barely in this movie. He's in it quite a bit. Sorry, but he's Can you still say his name again? Sorry. Pierce Brosnan. Sorry, forgot about. Forgot the audience is here to cheer him. Sorry. I, I don't think we're allowed to play it, but I thought I hear, heard a ding there, and no, I thought Pierce Brosnan uh, can't, can't play that. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? Um, but uh, he he does have a good amount of screen time in this movie, but they they really make it count with him, and I think that's one of the things that just having Pierce Brosnan in this movie it, it really brings so much because you have this actor who's been around forever, who the audience already knows who they are. And they get into a lot of the complex stuff with his character that you would normally take an entire movie or an entire trilogy to build. And they sort of get it in about one third of this movie, which is really impressive. Um, I mean, Hawkman, I love just because I feel like the use of his powers are great in this. But I mean, I'm not going to say disappointed, but you know, I, I, I'm hopeful, I guess, for the future that they really will be able to get into more of his backstory and the other ones. And then you have the other two uh, <laughs> who really... <laughs> they're there and it's so funny because like i had no problem with them like what was yeah. it the the cyclone uh and then um the uh the adam smasher or whatever <laughs> ant-man yeah uh adam smasher they get introduced in this movie and i'm like oh yeah they're both pretty cool and then you you constantly forget they're in this movie and yeah. every single time they appeared i'm like oh yeah they're part of this too um don't really do much with them but i mean the other ones are great and and even the human characters accents uh maybe not included in this the, the human characters which anybody who read the comics knows you're going to go somewhere with both this uh mother and her son they're going to go somewhere later on uh i i thought that they were good they they again helped add a lot of the stuff that you're not able to add maybe because the rocks not going to bring a lot of the dramatic stuff but also because the character of black adam you're not really allowed to build the type of drama or 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 character arc or journey that you're going to be able to build with some of these human characters. I, I like the mother and the the brother and the son. I thought they were, you know, not annoying. Uh, great use of music in this movie, by the way, smashing pumpkins. Oh, Come yeah. on. What a scene that is. My sister, yeah. like she hates DC. She's team Marvel all the way, but I'm going to, I'm going to message her. I'm like, go see black Adam for the opening. Like <laughs> she's obsessed with Billy Corgan and the smashing pumpkins. So she'd be, uh, she'd be on board with this. Um, I mean, just, can we just talk about Pierce? Um, <laughs> What a beautiful man. Um, he just he just he gets older and more attractive and, like, this is the best James Bond and, like, if you didn't know who he was and you just, you'd just be in love with his character as well because, like, he's just so good. Like, just this mm-hmm. man and got good chemistry with The Rock, got to say, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, works. And have you, I mean, I'm sure you're following Pierce Brosnan as well. Have you ever, can you remember the last time you saw an actor who was, out there as much as proud of and is championing a yeah. movie as he has been with Black Adam. Like, he is the spokesman for this movie. Because what was – didn't he do a – what was the movie he did recently before this? And I, I feel he didn't promote it as much as this. Like, I feel this is – Mamma um, Mia? <laughs> maybe. Why would you want to promote that? But, like, I mean, this is the thing, too, that I really appreciate about this, just on that. It's just, like, The Rock has been so out there and promoting this because this has been, like, his baby yeah. for so long and, and everything along those lines. Um, yeah, I had no clue that Hawkman, Hawk, whatever his name is, existed. So, you know, but he's cool. Uh, out, and this guy, Aldous Hodge, like, I'm looking at his filmography. Oh. I, like, I, I feel like I, like the whole movie, I'm going, who is this guy? I know this guy. But, like, looking at his filmography, I've maybe seen him in ER as young man. <laughs> um, he was in the Chicago Code. Great show. He played Dion Luckett. I don't know if I know the show that much to know that. He was in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas where he played the voice of Pedestrian. <laughs> 
Um, and he was also in a State Farm commercial where he played LeBron James's <laughs> friend. Um, but like, I for the love of me, I these guys just seem so familiar, but I just don't know what he's from. But he's great. I like him. I love this actor. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Do you? I mean, do you know him from yeah. Friday Night Lights? I'm guessing is that what you know him from? Yeah. Well, so two actors in this movie that I was just excited. I'm like, oh, they really need to be a bigger thing than they are. Sarah Shaw, he plays the the mother. Uh, the human character in this, she was on Alias way back, like in the original season and had a pretty prominent character. And really they could have done a lot more with her, but she was sort of plagued by the audience's hatred of Bradley Cooper on Alias because her character was tied directly to Bradley Cooper. And the audience hated Bradley Cooper so much on that show that they're like, quick, retool the show. Give Bradley Cooper something completely different to do. And she kind of got, you know, uh, canceled or, or fired, uh, written out as a result of that. But again, she she pops up every once in a while. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, she really should be a bigger thing. And same thing with Aldous Hodge. I mean, he is amazing in Friday Night Lights. He's, I guess, one of the default villains in the first season of Friday Night Lights. And since then, I've seen him a couple things where it's always like, oh, maybe this will be his big break. Like he was uh, in uh, the, the Jack Reacher sequel with Tom Cruise. You know, didn't really do much for his career. But the Invisible Man movie that they did a couple uh, years ago with Jamie's favorite, Elizabeth Moss. Um, it, great in that movie. But again, it didn't take off. And now, now I'm thinking like, yes, Aldous Hodge, uh, Sarah Shahi, they're finally going to become a big deal. I, I really hope they do because they're both. And especially Aldous Hodge. I mean, this guy, if you don't get it from Black Adam, watch him in Friday Night Lights. Watch him in anything else you can find. Like this is one of these guys where you watch him in the most insignificant movie ever and you're gonna be like this guy could potentially become the biggest star in the world i can i can like he's just he's got charisma he's a good actor he's good good in action um yeah no i I can see that i like him so yeah good for him good for him for acting um (laughs) but i mean pierce what a beautiful man um but yeah like it's well cast and i think that no one's phoning it in i think everyone's doing their all Mm. i mean the villain guy he's pretty good when you remember he's a thing in there um, yep. Viola Davis, great. Um, uh, you know, it's not a spoiler to know that she's in this movie. I guess I've already said that. Uh, what's the face is in it. Um, yeah, and the brother guy, I like. He reminds <laughs> me of like, oh, like a Simon Pegg kind of like guy, mm. like sort of like I, I don't know what this guy's um ethnicity is, but he's kind of like whatever ethnicity is, like that version of Simon Pegg or something like that. Like he's Wait, just. Are you saying Simon Pegg is known for playing like? Israelis and no, and- like he's just got a like the way he acts, like he kind of reminds me of him. Kinda oh, like, just, like his style of acting. I'm like, yeah, because you were saying, like, oh, the fact that he's probably not Egyptian or whatever they're supposed to be in this movie, the fictional country. No, no, Simon Pegg, when Simon Pegg played an Indian man, <laughs> no, I meant like this guy, like if this guy is Israeli, he's like the Israeli Simon Pegg, like that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I, I don't know where his ethnicity is from, but I, I, I like him, he's he's really, really good. So, mm-hmm. um, I think the, is Pierce Brosnan the only white guy in this movie, like, very well diverse cast yeah, in this movie. very so, diverse. So, um, I mean, again, is that going to be credit for it? I mean, God, the Wakanda. Why are they playing Wakanda Forever trailers in a DC <laughs> movie? I don't know, but... Um, yeah, that know. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I got that too. I got the Shazam trailer, though. I forgot that there was oh, a trailer yeah. for that. Oh, oh, God, that looks good. Oh, yeah. Um, it, yeah, I mean, the, the, I think that rounding out the cast, uh, the, the two others, I, I think I'm more just disappointed they didn't do more with them in this movie because they're great, and oh, yeah. especially together. They're fantastic, but like they're so forgotten even in the movie. Like the Justice Society kind of comes in, like, okay, we're gonna catch this Black Adam because he's dangerous, he's a threat, and let's work together. And even in the sequences where they're using their powers to catch them, I'm always thinking, like, 
all right, do they need to be there? Like Hawkman and Dr. Fate, they got this, right? Like they don't need yeah. these two kids there. But maybe we'll get like a spinoff the way that Peacemaker kind of span off from uh, Suicide Squad. Maybe that's the idea that we'll get because I, I had very little familiarity with either of these characters. The, the, the Cyclone character, I was just thinking, so, I mean, this is kind of like the Red Tornado. And then you kind of read Wikipedia, you realize, oh yeah, well, this is supposed to be that she's the next generation Red Tornado. And the other guy, the Adam Smasher, to me, I I thought this was supposed to be the Adam, which is the, the Brandon Routh. Bradham Brandon Routh played the Adam in um, uh, Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, like the TV series, um, and it's basically the same type of powers. But uh, yeah, maybe they will get their own spinoff. I feel like everybody in this movie, even if they have nothing to do, like you said, isn't phoning it in. And maybe the script's not necessarily up to what the actors are up to half the time, but you have to at least admire when actors are giving it their all and when they can take nothing. When you could have these two minor characters that you forget are in the movie half the time. And, and the reason you're kind of frustrated is because you're like, well, I want to see more of them. Muhammad Amer is the guy's name. He is a Palestinian American stand-up comedy born in Kuwait. So there and you go. Stand-up com- let, let's quickly talk about that. This movie does not overdo it with the comedy. The no. comedy is just the right balance. And Shazam being more of a comedy, I, I don't I wasn't expecting this to be comedy. I, I if anything, I was thinking, okay, it's gonna be very hard for this to tie into Shazam because you can't really make Black Adam a comedy, but the amount of comedy they have in here is just the right balance. He is not too funny. Um, the the guy um, who plays uh, Paul Rudd's sidekick in the Ant-Man movies, um, what's his name? Bobby Cannavale. Um, <laughs> Bobby Cannavale, no. The, the, that, that guy, the, the other guy in the Ant-Man movies. To me, that is like, Ant-Man is supposed to be really funny, but he almost goes too far in being like way too funny. I'm way too out there. And, uh, you know, this, this guy, the, uh, Muhammad guy or whatever, he's basically the comic relief of this movie. And it's just the right balance because a lot of the jokes are like, wow, that's funny, but that's dark. You know, yeah. <laughs> like the, the jokes about him, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen your death or whatever. Don't worry. You die by your electric. Wait, but I'm an electrician. Like <laughs> yeah. this is a, like, it, it's a dark joke. And then even the way they constantly bring up the whole catchphrase thing with black Adam, there's one moment in this movie, which this movie's never meant to make you laugh like out loud, but there's one moment in this movie where the rock is trying out a catchphrase and it just fails miserably, <laughs> but, but it's like, we're not going to pause for the laughter or anything. It's going to be funnier because you don't pause for the laughter. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that like, it's just a nice balance of, of humor. It's not over the top. It's not like, I mean, as much as we love both versions of the justice league, you can't not deny that they owe the original, the um, the Joss Whedon cut was sort of maybe very much like, oh, they're trying to be so Marvel here. Um, yeah. Whereas this, it's like, you know, it toes a line. Like it's dark, but there's some funny stuff in it. Like, and just the use of music is good. Um, my, one mm-hmm. main criticism I have with this movie, uh, I mean, I love the score. It's great. Um, I'm always indifferent on slow motion. Um, and it works a lot in this movie, but there's some moments where you're like, okay, Let's uh, let's speed this up a bit. We don't need slow motion every time. <laughs> like, I mean, there's definitely some moments where it works, but there was a couple of scenes where I'm just like, cool. oh, slow mo well, again. Okay. Yeah, like the um, the director of this movie, uh, I'm a huge fan of this because he's basically directed half of Liam Neeson's movies over the last uh, decade. But Jean Colette Sarah, he's kind of known for having like a very heavy visual style, and this movie's actually pretty toned down to what he normally does. Uh, for his movies, but uh, but yeah, the slow motion, like 
I, I think what's important about the slow motion is particularly with Black Adam, because Black Adam is this character with unlimited powers. And it's funny, one of my nephews, not the one who saw the movie with me, we're going to hear from him in a couple of minutes here. Um, but uh, my one of my other nephews, he was basically saying he wasn't crazy about seeing Black Adam because he doesn't like overpowered characters. You know, and I'm like, well, there's a point to Black Adam. Like the fact that he's so overpowered is what makes him scary. So whether he's a hero or a villain, you know, he, him being as powerful as he is, that is part of what the threat is. And that's what the entire plot is. But it's very hard to demonstrate powers like he has somebody who's as powerful as Black Adam's supposed to be without using slow motion because he hits somebody, he knocks them to the moon. I mean, he, you know, he picks something up and throws it. I mean, it, it's supposed, you're really supposed to be showing how he's like, 10 times more powerful than Shazam could ever be. So there is obviously a use for slow motion in this movie, but I'm with you. There were, there were times in this movie where I'm like, this movie could really use speeding up right now. Um, and, and I guess one of my other complaints about this movie is when they do get to, I'd say the final act of this movie, there's something that happened a couple of times prior to this where the audience catches up way before the movie wants to reveal where you're going with this. And that really happens with Black Adam where, okay, this is the end. And you're like, wait, but I already know that this villain's going to come back. And you already know that Black Adam's going to have to come back. And I, I would, I was getting a little bit frustrated because I'm like, I know as an audience member where you're going from here. So get there in one or two scenes. Don't get there in 20 minutes, you know, mm. and not even necessarily just think about the slow motion kind of slowing down. Like, Hey, we can pick up the pace of this movie a little bit, but there were a couple points in this movie where I'm like, it's very clear where you're going with this. You don't need to take this long because when the audience knows what's still to come, when the audience knows this is not the end of the movie, there's something else coming, you better get there quick. Otherwise, you're going to lose people's patience. I think in the last act of this movie, it did lose me a lot more than the first two thirds of it because they took a little bit too long to get to the point. And I think the ending is very cliche superhero. You know, it's there's nothing unique there. But, um, yeah, there's one scene in this movie with the slow-mo in particular where it's just like, okay, that's a, that's a bit too much. But having said that, I think the opening one, which is I think the one where he's like you first kind of see him killing all the army and all that sort of stuff. Um, can't remember what song they use in that. That like that's epic. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, great soundtrack. Score great. Uh, non all oh, the score. score. Yeah, I uh, yeah I really want to quickly talk about the score. I mean the the um, the I guess they released two singles for this, and typically I don't like to listen to any type of music from a movie before it comes out, because to me, that's part of the experience of not one to spoil it, but uh, they released both the black Adam theme in this and the justice society theme. So I kind of gave those a listen and I, I was like obsessed. I was, I remember one morning I was playing the justice society theme and the black Adam theme so much that James was like, are you still listening to the soundtrack? I'm not even listening to the soundtrack. The soundtrack is out now and I'm not listening to it just because I love these themes so much. I have been listening to the soundtrack to death since this movie came out. Uh, the, the composer of this movie, Lauren Balfe, he did uh, the last um, Mission Possible movie. And he, he's kind of one of these composers that it, it, very Michael Giacchino like, you know, he, he's come out of video games and TV and now he's sort of breaking into movies. And with uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, people just were like nuts for his soundtrack. I mean, this is yeah, another Top thing Gun. I feel like. The, t- yeah. Top Gun Maverick recently, too. One of the, the, the composer of that one. Um, but this is uh, this is another one of the things where I feel like even Marvel purists, Marvel Marvel fanboys are pretty much admitting, yeah, the Marvel scores really suck. DC's got them in the the, the score department, and this is another example. Like I don't think there's been one DC mo- EU DCU movie where the soundtrack hasn't blown me away so far. 
and seeing here that this long guy also helped do some music for Rush. So uh, great. Yeah, I'm going to check some of his stuff out. Yeah, I mean, look, can you name any uh, Marvel score that you remember? I don't know if I've ever <laughs> downloaded a Marvel score in my life outside of, you know, like the original Spider-Mans or things like that, not like the mm. um, the MCU stuff. I, I can't think of any. I mean, the Ragnarok score was pretty cool, uh, kind of that electro synthy yeah. sort of sound. Um, but I like the first Captain America, the very like retro 40s style soundtrack. Just, that one I thought was I, I mean, I barely even know the freaking Marvel and Avengers theme. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, you know, like, whereas... Come on, yeah, any DC theme you could you probably list. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, again, what, Smashing Pumpkins was that Baby Come Back mm. song. Uh, <laughs> good music in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know whether we... Do we want to talk about the spoiler at the very end and just tell people, skip ahead if you don't yeah, want to hear this? Yeah, look, it's, it's yeah. I think... It's not worth its own episode. Why don't, why don't you play your nephew clip and then basically how long does that go for? And then people can skip, like five and a half or five to 10 minutes ahead. Um, yeah. I, I, I will play a, a sound effect basically. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what I can do. I'll, I'll play Casper to bookmark, <laughs> yeah. bookmark these. So you play, like you talk about your nephew. Okay. So okay, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play Casper and from Casper to Casper, it's a bit spoilery. I know we've advertised yeah. this is spoiler free, but I'm going to press Casper. It's going to go to Colin's nephew and then we'll talk about the spoiler. And then when Casper comes back in, we're not talking about spoilers. Okay, so I'm going to press Casper yes. right now. It's a winner. <laughs> and talk about your nephew. All right, so my nephew, he uh, wanted to go to this movie. He's been on the show a couple times, usually doing this recording, a little segment and sending it through because he he likes our podcast. Within five seconds, oh, this is he likes our podcast. Okay. Yes. All right. Goody. <laughs> uh, so he's basically been every single time I see him or talk to him, it's like, all right, so when's Black Adam going? The tickets are on sale for Black Adam. When are we going and everything? And I actually caught COVID the week before this movie came out. So I, I think it was like only the day before I'm like, I hope there's tickets left because I'm finally well enough to, to leave the house. But uh, he saw this movie and um, he threw this little segment because I said, we're recording at like five 30 in the morning. Um, and that was too early for him to wake up on a weekend. So he recorded this little segment and gave us some of his, some of his ramblings here. So uh, let's throw to my nephew, Patrick and get his take on black Adam. Oh, so black Adam. You know what? To be honest, I actually really like the film. It's probably one of the best I've seen this year so far. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember seeing another movie this year because I've just been busy with stuff around with school and all that. But it is definitely up there as one of the best I've seen this year. I do have a couple problems with it though. The one thing I had a little bit of a problem with is Dwayne. Now, I love the guy. The guy is, I love him. He is, I think he's a pretty, he's a pretty good man and I can respect that. But he, I just, I always knew that he was a little bit off in his acting. I was so excited that he was, that he, that he actually is finally appearing in the superhero movie. I guess, super anti-hero movie, I guess. I don't know anymore. And his acting is pretty mediocre. That's probably one of my, I have three major complaints with this movie, and that's definitely one of them. It's not that it's, it's bad or anything, but it's like, yeah, I just, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of his acting. Um, second thing, the villain is very unmemorable. What was my third problem with it? 
Oh, yes. The way they set this up, the way that they did the story. You see, Black Adam is supposed to be a villain. I think we all can agree on that. It's just, I don't know, I don't know what they're supposed to do with this story now that they put him in this position of, oh, well, this could be different. Like, me and Uncle Colin, we were talking about this on the ride home, and we were just, like, trying to figure out what, what, what's going to happen in the future. And I'm just, like, overall, the film, I liked it. The story was very memorable. I loved Dr. Fate and Hawkman. They were definitely my two top favorites in the film. And I was very surprised and very happy that they, that they didn't make it the main focus in the film, especially some Marvel films we had. Doctor Strange and No Way Home. I was worried they were going to make him a big thing in this in that movie. And then there was also Iron Man not in Spider-Man Homecoming. But they, again, they did it so that they were just minor characters. Probably Doctor Fate is probably my favorite character in the film. Not because he appeared on Somewhere Famous, which I don't remember. But it's just, I hope I'm able to talk about some of this in the future. But again, I liked it. I would probably, right now, at my first viewing, I would probably go for a strong rent. Yeah, that's my review. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do it. want to give a quick hot take here before we talk about the spoiler. Um, two two funny things he said in there. One, uh, loved Pierce Brosnan like we did. Thought he was the best part of this movie. But, wow, you are out of the family for saying, Oh, he was the best thing about this movie. And not because he was famous for some other movie. I can't remember what he oh. did. Watch James Bond, Patrick. Fuck off, Patrick. Your, your likes don't mean anything <laughs> anymore. Jesus Christ. Can I say before we... Second, hold on. One more thing. <laughs> Introing. This was definitely one of the best movies I've seen this year. I can't remember if I've seen any other movies this year, but this was one of the best. He one was, of the best. He did give us one of the best quotes I've ever had on the brink when it was basically like, oh, do you play hockey? Oh, not professionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before we talk about the spoiler, I just wanted to talk about, um, so this is the first time I've ever seen a movie in Sydney. I've, I've moved out to one of the suburbs of Sydney and, you know, quite a biggish area and biggish cinema and this big shopping center. It was on like the seventh floor. Like it was like, oh, you're in the VMAX, so go up to the seventh floor. So I'm like, okay. So massive cinema, not many people in it. There's a few. So I'm at the very back row, put my popcorn and shit down. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I swear to God, I needed to catch an Uber to get to this bathroom because like I go down the stairs, I'm going out there and I'm like, where are the signs? It's down like a corridor to the left over the bridge, past the troll, say the magic word three times, do a merry little dance in the Macarena before catching a flight, wait seven hours before you're in Golden Meadows flashing land. And there I was. So... Uh, just a shout out to Westfield Parramatta Event Cinemas. Shorten your toilets from your VMAXs, all right? It was a bit of a hike. I basically pissed myself by the time I got there. And were you able to hold it to catch this post-credit scene or oh, mid-credit I went before, scene that everybody saw? I was, was good. I was early and prepared, but... Um, Look, just, this is, you know, this is like the most... Spo- Since it's come out, I'm shocked you didn't have the spoiled because... I don't think there's any way I could have, had I not seen this opening day, there's no way I could have avoided this spoiler. Like, let's just say it now, people, we've given you many chances to tune out if you don't want the spoil, but Henry Cavill back as Superman, um, The Rock has talked about this so much. I mean, The Rock has basically been out there for months and I don't know when they filmed this. This could have been beforehand, it could have been afterwards, but he's basically saying like, we need to do Black Adam and Superman, you know? And I think he even said, we want Henry Cavill as Superman. He, the Rock has kind of unofficially become an ambassador for DC just as a whole. Um, I think we all figured, at least, not, or I'm not going to say we all, 
everybody else out there buys into what the media says where they're like, Henry Cavill retired, even though his retirement clip was literally him holding up an action figure and moving it out of frame. They're like, oh, he retired. He's no longer Superman. You and I both expected he would come back at some point. Yeah. Um, but I think what I didn't expect, and this isn't even about the scene itself, but his involvement and him in the last week basically being like, I am back as Superman. And it literally came out within the last 12 hours. Jamie showing me this story online, Henry Cavill uh, going to be out of The Witcher after season three, which I guess they're filming season three right Liam now. Liam Hemsworth is Liam uh, taking Hemsworth. over. Yeah, she was like, oh, Liam Hemsworth is, is replacing. I'm like, okay, so is Liam. And I've never seen The Witcher. Jamie loves yeah. it because it's Henry Cavill sh- showing up shirtless half the time. But uh, he's, he's not just not going to be doing The Witcher season four. He's not doing The Witcher season four because he's back as Superman. That means something big is coming. That means oh, he's movie James or movie. Bond as well. Or he's James Bond. Busy. And, well, and that, that's the thing I found craziest. I actually told Jamie, I'm like, 10 years ago when he, almost 10 years ago, or nine years ago now, when the Man of Steel came out, people were kind of indifferent on them. And like, yeah, he's good, but like not the best Superman ever. Take him or leave him. Who would have thought nine years later, he would literally be the most in-demand actor <laughs> of our lifetime where he has to drop out of a franchise to take another franchise. This guy went from being Superman that people were kind of indifferent on. They didn't love him. They didn't hate him to suddenly he's doing Mission Impossible. He's doing The Witcher. Everybody wants him as James Bond. Everyone wants him back as Superman. I mean, to me, the most exciting thing isn't just we got a scene with him as Superman at the end of this movie. It's the fact that this guy is putting his life on hold because there's going to be so much Superman coming up. Like, yes, Henry Cavill's back. And I, like, again, outside of sharing that link, and I'll be completely honest with you, I just shared the link. I didn't watch the video of him (laughs) talking about it. And then I saw The Rock basically, like, sharing that link. And, like, I didn't Mm -hmm. click because I just literally thought, like, oh, cool, The Rock's on board. Clearly he's got a DC movie coming out. So, you know, of course he's going to support Henry Cavill coming back. And, like, I just, I assumed this was only, like, new announcement. So I didn't go into this clicking it together, thinking, like, well, clearly it's because of this coming out. So, like, it's only, like, when that credit scene came out and when uh, Amanda Waller's like, oh, you know, and I, what does he say? Like, oh, I'm, nothing on this planet can stop me. And she's all like, well, Mm. who said anything about people on this planet? And I was kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. Superman. There we go. And then all of a sudden when you kind of see somebody land, I'm like, no, no, they just announced this this week. Like this isn't a thing. And then it's going to be like Shazam where they never show him from the neck. Exactly. (laughs) I thought that's what it meant. And then when like I saw him, I like, I I think I literally went like, (gasps) like there was like four people in the cinema and like, they probably looked at me or something. I don't know, but I'm just like, Oh my God. But like, I've always loved him as Superman. I always thought he was great. And I Mm -hmm. love the fact that people are kind of on board. And yeah, as you said, I never for once thought he retired from it. I, I never thought Ben Affleck has. I don't care what yeah. Ben Affleck has said recently about it. I still think we'll see him again as Batman. It's like when Hugh Jackman was like, oh, I'm never going to be Wolverine again. Like as soon as he said like, oh, but if it comes back into the MCU, like it was going to happen one day and we're about to get him as Wolverine again. So um, the only one I think we can solidly say isn't coming back. Daniel Craig, probably not coming back as James. Yeah. <laughs> but You might wash up on a beach somewhere. Maybe. But like, oh, I love this scene. It was so good. And like, this is kind of what I wanted in Shazam. Like, you know, like that little scene, but like, just it was awesome. And again, not knowing the comics, I don't know this history and all this kind of stuff. And I think that was definitely one thing I'm watching this movie going like, well, if he's so like powerful and can't be beaten, like we've already got one of them in the DCEU, but like, obviously they've kind of laid the groundwork of what this is going to be like. Like, it's kind of like the whole who's faster, the flash or Superman. So it's going to be like, yeah. who's more? like, I like that, that, you know, whereas I think Marvel don't really do that with their superheroes because I remember watching a video once 
you know, listing the most powerful superheroes. And like Doctor Strange was like number one. Like it's, a, but they never mm. seem to go out of the way to show how powerful Doctor Strange is. I don't know. Anyway, so I loved it. I thought it was so good and it's exciting. And I think, yeah, I am so pumped that we can hopefully, I'm, I'm hope we can get another Justice League movie. Like I think, you know, have them all come back together. Who knows what we're going to get in the Flash next year with the multiverse and the Batman and all these kind of things that we've got with different you know, characters, there's a wide variety of possibilities. But, um, yeah, bring on Henry. What a beautiful yeah. man. But, but Henry Cavill and Pierce Brosnan in a movie? You I and know. Jamie, I reckon, have been having sex for the last two weeks. <laughs> You've both been horny. That's all I'm saying. Uh, like, I, I've already said multiple times, I wasn't really sure where you could go from here. Okay, so do you bring him in as a villain in Shazam? Do you continue to build him just in his own universe uh, with Black Adam? But this scene kind of has it make more sense. I mean, because he comes in there and he basically says, listen, you stay where you are and we won't have any problems. And he's like, but you've, you come out, we're going to have to come after you. And now it's all starting to click for me. What we're going to get is, and who knows when it's going to happen. We might have another Black Adam solo movie and nothing comes in. We're going to we know we're having another Shazam movie. I'm going to assume there's some type of crossover with Shazam and Black Adam in the next movie. But I think that they're building towards something where it may not be a Justice League movie, but it'll probably be like Shazam, Black Adam and Superman. Because I really started to think, okay, Black Adam way overpowers Shazam anyways. Right. Like, And you could do Black Adam versus Shazam. But. How perfect would it be for Shazam, especially when you have that post-credit scene? Now we have had Hen- uh, the Henry Cavill Superman, even if it's not Henry Cavill, we've had the Henry Cavill Superman in the post-credit scenes of both Shazam and Black Adam. What a perfect way if you had the Black Adam versus Shazam movie and Superman just is the guy that's a part of that, that kind of gets in the middle and he's the one who has to come in to save the day or he's the one who comes in and maybe takes Shazam to the next level where you're not just a kid anymore, you're a real superhero. That's where I'm really thinking they're going with this. It's going to be it, not a crossover movie with the entire Justice League, but it'll be the Shazam universes with Superman. The only thing that I'll say I'm skeptical is that DC haven't been good in following up with these post-credit scenes, you know, like, I mean, yeah. how many of these can we point out? I mean, Justice League with what's-his-face and Lex Luthor and, like, all, you know, yeah. they haven't really gone anywhere. So that's kind of where I'm a little bit like, oh, okay, like, you know, <laughs> don't get too excited. But who knows? Maybe now that the the Rock's on board, everybody's favourite human, now that uh, Will Smith and Tom Hanks have been cancelled, right? So um, <laughs> And Bill Murray's been cancelled. So all the nice guys are going. So the Rock's still safe. Um, but Noah Groves is still out there somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then you've got Max Dawson. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll hopefully it will come somewhere. I mean, obviously we've got some Superman stuff coming now that Henry Cavill's clearly doing this. So um, yeah, and hopefully he's not going to like any his time. I'm stepping back from Superman, and Liam Hemsworth <laughs> will be. <replacing laughs> me. Oh man, if we get Liam Hemsworth as next James Bond, I'm out. <laughs> oh, who's the other Hemsworth? The third one? <laughs> oh, the third Hemsworth. I think his name is Third Hemsworth. <laughs> Literally, his name is Third Hemsworth. All right, are we done with the spoilers? Can I cap it with We're Cas- done with the spoilers. All right, Casper? It's a winner. Nah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. All right. And I love that that is how we're. People, just listen for Casper and then you'll know when to tune back in again. That means they're listening through the spoilers. So I don't know how that made sense, but we bookended it for ourselves. Um, so the only other thing I want to talk about, I just, is because I forgot about this is, um, the, the rock's son in this movie, the, uh, black Adam, or I guess Teth Adam's son, uh, the actor I'm looking at him the whole time. Like, why do I recognize this, this kid? Why, who is he? 
And then I realized this is literally the Young Rock. Like, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Young okay. Rock TV series. I've never seen it, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. The Young Rock TV series, which The Rock himself is in, kind of like narrating and, or I guess, on camera, kind of going these flashbacks. They basically have three rocks in that. They have Kid Rock, they have Teenage Rock, Kid and they rock. have Adult Rock. They have Kid Rock, yes. Kid Rock, you know. Uh, Good his Kid name rock. is Kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I never um, thought I'd be <laughs> doing a Kid Rock impersonation. <laughs> What's your favorite Kid Rock song, Ben? <laughs> I think the only one I know is that Sweet Home Alabama ripoff he did a few years ago. <laughs> summer, whatever it was. Yeah. All summer along or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the 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 kid who because on the Young Rock TV series one episode may be it's not going to be like oh we're telling all three time periods every episode but we have an episode focusing on him as a teenager then we have the adult this is Young Rock so I thought that was hilarious the Rock basically is like no this kid already plays me have him play the young young son of me as well but uh, um, rating it ranking I guess we could kind of put a loose ranking in here we're gonna eventually uh, catch up with the rest of these DC movies. I really thought like I want to buy this movie, but I feel like I do have enough minor issues with it that when Aww. I kind of looked at the other ones, like I did rent the first Suicide Squad movie, even though I love it and I've seen it multiple times. I rented uh, Wonder Woman 84, I believe. I had my issues with that. To me, this is kind of along those lines. I mean, it would be a, it would either be a low buy or a high rent for me. And I still did enjoy this movie, but I feel like especially in the third act, it just, it, it, it I do get too, a little bit too impatient for this entire third act to work when a third of the movie is sort of like, yeah, it's good, but it's not great. And then there are a couple of other minor issues in here as well. I mean, this is going to be a very strong rent for me. Uh, not quite enough to be a buy, but strong, strong rent. Ah, it's a buy for me. Aww. I've bought all of these except for Aquaman. So, um, it's, it's, I still, I, I know we rewatched Aquaman, but to, to me, when, when I saw it the first time, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. And then I saw it a second time. It's improved every time. It's still a mystery to me that Aquaman hasn't improved for you. I've only probably seen it the two times when I saw it at the movies. And I'm like, I mean, I, I, mm. I had to watch it again. And it might improve, but I, again, I don't hate, it's probably a high rent. Again, I don't yeah. dislike it. It's just so all over the shop, but no, I, I just think this is fun. It's just, it's enjoyable. It's, it's solid. Like, yeah, definitely some issues with the ending, but I'm never bored in this movie. It's entertaining. I could put this on and just watch it again. I enjoyed it more than any of the Marvel movies in the last 12 months, except for Spider-Man. So yeah. And I don't even know if I bought any of those in the last 12 months. I can't really remember, but yeah, no, this is, this is a solid buy for me. I think that's just, it kind of fits in there nicely. Um, And if I mean, if I'm just looking here, where would I rank this? Uh, Yeah. Middle. Uh, It's probably around birds of prey. Um, The Suicide Squad, I'd probably like Man of Steel better, Batman v Superman better, Suicide Squad better. That's probably around Wonder Woman. That's lower for me than it is for you. I like Wonder Woman 84 better than you do. I mean, it's it's just, it's around about them. So the only ones we haven't, so we haven't, you know, we've now got four to do, haven't we? Because we've oh, got, we got a month. Wonder Woman 84, uh, Zack Snyder's Suicide Justice League, Squad. The Suicide Squad and Black Adam. So we've actually got yeah. four. You know, one of the unique thing about this movie, just to quickly mention, is this entire movie takes place in like one day from what I could tell. Like mm. it's literally the movie starts, it's morning, and then the movie ends and the sun's going down. I'm like, this entire movie takes place in one day. That kind of makes 24. it unique. It is 24. <laughs> and we get, this only makes sense to the comic book fans, but 
there's a moment in this movie where the famous Black Adam pose, that's something that's become a thing now. Every comic book character has like that one cover that everybody associates with. Him sitting on the throne, I'm like, oh, that is the Black Adam pose. We do get that in this movie. But uh, um, yeah, so the Flash is, so it's going to be Shazam and then the Flash. We've got so, four I mean, maybe we four DC. Yeah, well, we've got Shazam. We thought we had four. We thought we had four this year. <laughs> well, supposedly next year we've got Shazam, which is in March, day before my birthday. I see here the Flash in June, Blue Beetle. Has much been said about that? Oh, coming yes. in August, and Aquaman two is coming in December, Christmas Day apparently. So, um, who's Blue Beetle? I think. Blue, Blue Beetle, again, probably right up there with Hawkman and Shazam is one of my favorite characters. Blue Beetle, there's been various versions of the Blue Beetle, but the most recent one that they're doing, it basically expect DC's version of Spider-Man, a teenager who gets powers, but isn't really mature enough to handle them. Um, I have never heard guy, of a single actor in this movie except for George Lopez. Well, <laughs> I, I'm excited that the, uh, the, oh, the main Sarandon, I've guy... <laughs> have you okay yeah. uh but the main guy who's playing the blue beetle he's i guess the young star of the cobra kai tv series unbelievable actor he's gonna be uh fantastic in it i think it's it's a pretty safe bet we're gonna get all these four movies next year just because shazam they, they seem like they were determined they wanted shazam and black adam released very close apart which is one of the reasons why i think like these movies will at least at some point tie together because i think shazam was originally supposed to be released in uh, what was it, uh, August or something like that, and Black Adam was supposed to be, the, they swapped places, basically. And then The Flash has been delayed enough times. The movie's obviously coming out before Ezra Miller does anything else, and Aquaman's been delayed a whole year. They're not going to delay that. So, yeah, fingers crossed we got all four of these movies. So we could do DC month leading into Shazam, and then by the end of the year, we would have enough banked to actually do our third DC month. Yeah, exactly ahead of the other one there too. Yeah, no, I think we, we could look at that. But, um, I mean... I don't know what Marvel ones we've got next year. I, I know we've got Ant-Man 3. That's going to be exciting for me, mm-hmm. but I haven't really looked too much. I, I mean, I have, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, next year, obviously Shazam, very excited for it. Uh, the Flash, I mean, it sounds good. Uh, and I don't really pay attention to what Ezra's doing, but, I mean, you know, good for him. Uh, Blue Beetle, no idea, but sure. And Aquaman, well, you know, uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, has What's the face been cancelled from that? Didn't she get written out as well? <laughs> Yeah, I heard something like there's only going to be 10 minutes of screen time or something, uh, but uh, there's enough people getting canceled in the world. Let's just let them let let them let them act. And, and again, I, there's certain people I don't like. I don't like Amber Heard. I don't like Ezra Miller. But if they're in a movie and they're acting, they're doing their job. I mean, I'm not watching them to play Ezra Miller or Amber Heard. Now, if they had a movie where Ezra Miller was playing Amber Heard and Amber Heard was playing Ezra Miller, that would be interesting. Somebody's hey, got $100 million. Friday seven or whatever we're yeah, body swap yeah. about dc canceled actors um this is probably gonna be it until maybe oh, uh, well i guess we're gonna see black Panther. yeah yeah wakanda forever that's not, i mean again uh, I think, black panther's not my favorite but i keep my marvel streak alive so i'll go see wakanda forever yeah there's gonna be that and then uh avatar after that which i don't Ooh. think i don't we're not really looking forward to either movie that much, but it's like, okay, it's definitely going to be worth I'll probably seeing. go see the Whitney Houston movie too, I reckon. I reckon I'll go see that. Yeah, you know, oh, I saw the trailer for that, and wow, did they lose me when they put, from the screenwriter of Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, maybe I will go uh, see I've, I've not seen a trailer for it yet, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a couple other movies we're going to have reviewing. I'm definitely going to be reviewing the David Harbour plays <laughs> A Killer Santa. I might. Like, I'm not saying I'm not going to see it, but I just, you know, if, if, if it's out and I can see it, sure, why not? 
Yeah. Um, we do have 24 episodes happening uh, still. Is Lost wrapping up this week or next week? Uh, Lost has still got about a month to go. But, uh, oh, we got a month left on Lost. Breaking Bad, we've got our, uh, our ranking article up this week. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is up in two days. And Rocky, Rocky sent me last night the next Amazing Race episode. So you might hear that uh, within a day or so after this one goes up. And, um, yes, we will be doing new months soon. Uh, maybe Christmas. We don't know. Um, Rocky and I have something planned for Christmas. We're going to wrap up the home improvement movies or movies. Yes. The the home improvement movie universe, the home improvement Christmas specials. We did the first four last year. We're going to do the, the next four. Um, so something will be coming and it probably won't feature Noah Groves because he's Aww. the one who should be canceled. Yes. Boo for him. He's going out after loss. Uh, we've given 10 minutes of screen time. <laughs> we We're ever him. hurting him. Yeah. We shot him. We literally took him out the all- back. Bang. We Dead. old yeller Noah, Noah Grove. He's on a farm uh, somewhere. He's going to watch up on a beach and end up on Rob's podcast instead of ours. God, he probably will, and he'll probably like make it, and we'll just be sitting here, <laughs> both our listeners. All right. Uh, and and Patreon. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. We're going to be recording an episode in the next couple of days on that where we'll talk about um, the She-Hulk. She-Hulk. The, the, the She-Hulk. We'll talk about the She-Hulk. And other maybe things. Something else. Other things. And other things. Yeah. Stay tuned for other things coming soon on the Oz Network. Um, my name is Third Colin. <laughs> and my name is Ben, and I don't need a box for my lunch. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.